Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Peru. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way. Breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. And to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? Welcome back to a new week on Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope you're having a good start to September. Um, this is a Monday and on Saturday Mark and I are going to Bali and Singapore. So I have woke up this morning feeling super excited for the week ahead and getting to Saturday on that plane. I cannot tell you how excited I am to go to what for me is a dream location. I never thought I would be going there. We're going to stay with some friends in Singapore so I'm looking forward to catching up with them and well Bali I intend to read lots and lots and enjoy just the surroundings and being somewhere completely different and switching off. So lots to do this week and I am kick-starting the week with my podcast really celebrating um, September's second-hand September theme because vintage, pre-loved, wearing vintage clothes has been very much part of who I am. My wardrobe is 50% vintage, I would say 50% high street. I used to have my own vintage clothing business and I cannot walk past a charity shop without getting lured in to see what you can find because there is nothing more exciting than finding something really unique that, that you know that you can bring back to life and carry on this journey. Our home is full of pre-loved second-hand furniture and I really do believe that we can create a more sustainable way of life through this. Alongside the high street, I'm not going to lie, some of my clothes, I love, I I like shopping at Zara, I'm not going to lie about that, it'd be hypocritical to say that, but I think we can all make small lifestyle changes to make it a better balance. And today's stylist guest is all about that. Today we're going to be talking to Sarah Ibrahim. And she is a the founder and lead stylist of SEMA, which is um, all about sustainable personal styling. She really does believe that you can go shop in your own wardrobe and you can create a wardrobe that really meets all your needs. And you can also create a better shopping habit that's more suitable for you and the environment whilst being individual and creating your own style and look with effortless and and chic it can all be done and I love Sarah's approach to to what she's doing and how we can really show our personalities off through our clothes and express who we are and as we come into midlife so many women are left feeling feeling invisible on the high street so perhaps incorporating a different way you look at shopping and clothes might be the forward way for you so grab a coffee and enjoy. So good morning Sarah how are you this morning? I'm fine, thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having me first. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm so glad we've connected. And we were just talking briefly before we went live um, that you've just been down into uh, to London this weekend, haven't you, to soak up the atmosphere and see what it was like. How was it? It was joyful in the end. Hmm. A lot of people, a lot of family, picnic around, you know, people having picnic. So it was a kind of, yeah, good atmosphere at the end. Yeah. I would. I definitely would have gone if I'd have been uh, London-based. But yeah, new week ahead, and uh, we've got lots to talk about. Um, I said in your introduction um, briefly about the work that you do, but before we really get dig- dug into it, um, I ask all my guests if they could describe themselves with three words and why you chose those words. Oh my god! Oh my god! So now three words. I'm quite energetic. <laughs> all of our energies are maybe too much sometimes. Uh, 
passionate. I love what I do. And, uh, yeah, and it, it, I mean, at, at least people say, I can see, they can see it, you know, that I like what I do. I always say that I'm a sustainable person stylist from the bottom of my heart. So it's something that it came from passion to profession, you know, from passion to business. But we will talk more about yes. that. And uh, quite dedicated. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I love those three words. I don't think you can ever have too much energy. Sorry. <laughs> really? Okay. <Yeah. laughs> Good. So, Good. You've talked uh, briefly that, about what you do, but um, and I, I described it in the intro, but how would you describe what you do to people? What are you all about? So I, what, how do I describe? So I work mainly with female professional entrepreneurs, with women in quite interesting moments of their life. So menopause, it's one of those. So I have a lot of menopause, a lovely lady who are struggling with anything I would say, but the main thing is with their self-esteem, self-confidence, there's a lot of lack of self-esteem and self-confidence in that specific moment of any, I would say, woman, you know, uh, life. And uh, why? Because repeating what they say, Sarah, I can't recognize myself anymore. This is not me. This is not my body. I used to be X. Now I'm completely different. Who is this person? Styling, and from my perspective, right, as a sustainable personal stylist, developing a better understanding of your needs, priorities, your body shape, who you are, who became now this person. So having a a conscious, you know, approach when it comes to fashion, when it comes to uh, colors and anything linked to the fashion system, it's an amazing uncle. It can help, definitely. A lot of women have seen, you know, them changing a lot. So it's not focusing on, I used to be that size. I should go back to that size. And I always say, first of all, you're not a size. You're not a number. I'm sorry to break this kind of stereotype, but you're not a number. Any, anyone is a number. Anyone on the other side is made by proportions, And they change because we change. So we can't actually stick on that number, letter. Can you imagine? I'm Italian originally. So we have letters. We don't have numbers when when it comes to the size uh, methods, right? When I moved to London, I've been thinking, how can these women do? They have the American system, the English system, the French system, the European system, the Italian system. I mean, in here you have brands from all over the world. That's yeah. mad. Yeah. And every shop has different sizes of that same number. So because they are, stuff. exactly, because they are American, because they're French, because they are German, because how can you do, I mean, how can you deal with this thing? Yeah. No way. I mean, for me, it's, it's too much, seriously. No, I agree. And I've actually done a, a recent survey with 200 women um, all over 40, and 25% of them admitted to cutting out their dress sizes from their clothes because they were embarrassed about them. And that's because we've got so hung up on society. Oh, my God. Sizes should be. Oh, my God. I know. There's a lot of pressure, that's true, from designers, from the system, from the fashion system, from influencers now, yeah. from certain stylists, I have to admit. Yeah. It's seriously, it's mad. 
So how did you even get into the styling industry? Where's where's you? Because you are passionate about fashion and sustainability. So where did it even all start? So I I have to say a long time ago, uh, I have to say that it was thanks to my mom. When it comes to sustainability, when it comes to second hands, when it comes to starting from what you already have in your wardrobe, because the most sustainable clothes are the ones you already have. That's the core of my business, you know. So I help my my ladies to start focusing on what they have and potentially go shopping according to their, you know, body shapes more than size. And instead that, my mom used to be like that. So she started introducing me, you know, into that kind of mindset that if you don't like it, you might find a different way to wear it. She's not a stylist, by the way. <laughs> or you might ask, you know, someone else from your community, your network, are you interested in this jacket? I don't like it anymore. Or it doesn't make any sense, you know, to me. Take it. It's a gift. So that kind of rotation and circularity, you know, uh, around fashion, I grew up with, with that, you know, idea. On the other hand, I, I studied history of art and I studied, I have a master in art therapy. So all the um, emotions, um, feelings, I developed, you know, for my studies, all of that when it comes to regular life, you know, when it comes to how to deal with pressure, how to deal with stress, how to deal with anything in life. So this, the conscious styling, you know, comes from all of these experiences, past experiences. And then I moved to London. London is the capital of secondhand and vintage. Mm. So I took it as a sign. I was like, yes, it is. Now it's the moment. And I got my qualification officially as a London, at the London School of Styling, other professions, you know, stylist, fashion person. That's it. Amazing. Have you noticed a difference? Is there a difference in, in attitudes to women's bodies and how their confidence is between Italian women and the UK? Have you did you notice like, that kind of cultural difference? Okay, so um common line, I'm sorry to say that nobody is happy. Mm. <laughs> sorry, but it's true. I haven't worked with any, any, anyone actually, starting from the point, you know what, Sarah, I'm quite happy, but I want to do better. No, the common line is, I don't like anything. I don't like myself, I don't like my skin tone, I don't like my hair, I don't like my whatever. You know, the list is quite long. So that's the common line. On the other side, I mean, Italians and I'm, I mean, I belong to that group, but we have a different shape, right? So we are bottom heavy. You ladies are more heavier, you know, heavy. Yeah. So you have big shoulders, you are taller than us, uh, you have really important posture, right? So the consciousness, you know, comes from in here. So I don't feel confident with my boots. I don't feel confident with my belly. I don't keep feel confident with my torso, you know, upper. In Italy, it's more hips too big, button too big, thighs are too big, and that. But generally speaking, quite rarely, quite rarely, quite rarely, you know, women are happy. And even, let me be honest, being ladies, and it doesn't matter if they are English, French, Russian, whatever, there's always something wrong. <laughs> That's really sad, though, isn't it? 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. And it says a lot about what we've all been kind of indoctrinated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To believe about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And believe me, um, Rachel, breaking the biggest stereotype, if I'm thin, I'm cool, I'm sexy, I'm whatever, just starting breaking, you know, that stereotype, I can easily say the most complicated uh, clients I had so far, thin ladies. Really? I tell you. Because the expectation is really, really high. Mm. Because they compare, you know, themselves constantly, constantly to the thinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous, really, isn't it? But, you know, the work that you do, um, when you talk to people about styling services, I think there's an expectation where people have got this in their head that they suddenly have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe because they haven't got anything in their wardrobe. So how do you change that mindset? How does the process work where you can actually go into someone's wardrobe and and look at it with different, with fresh eyes, I guess. Yeah. So um, I post quite constantly, I have just post actually um, a post on LinkedIn, right? Uh, so my post, my blog, my website, my, my Instagram is all about starting from what you, uh, you already have. So it's a kind of, it's a quite clear message. So if you approach me or if I approach you, I tend to be quite clear. I'm not that such a stylist who is going to bring you shopping and make you spend a lot of money and piling new stock on top of the stock you already have. That's not me. There are so many stylists out there doing that, but that's not my approach. It's not better or worse. It's just not my approach. So my approach, as I said, is, okay, let's start from where you are. So this is your yourself now right so do you know your proportions measurements i'm not talking about weight i'm not talking about high i'm not talking about sizes no it's proportions is numbers when it comes to arms compared to your torso compared to your legs compared to your hair yeah that's something completely different so you have said we know that now and now we can project you know your new you yeah. into what you already have in your wardrobe. Sarah, I don't like anything. You keep wearing 20 items out of 100. Of course you don't like them because you are bored. Who wouldn't? On average, a woman in the UK wears just a 20% of what she owns. That's mad. Yeah, it is. So why should I bring you somewhere else go shopping? If you have 80 items and worn in your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. And what's the kind of, how easy is it to change people's mindsets when it comes to shopping though? Because people, it's almost like a kind of fix. If people are having um, a bad week, there's that retail therapy. How do we change that mindset? I've always loved vintage. I used to have my own vintage clothing business. So it's very much part of the way I live my life. I can't walk past a charity shop. But I know for some women, that's quite daunting. They wouldn't know where to start. So how can we change that conversation to make them realise that actually they could find some amazing pieces out there. They just need to know where to look. So uh, education is step number one. Mm. Talking, it's step number two. But, okay, let me say education and showing more than talking. 
Yeah. When it comes to styling, people need to, who doesn't know actually what I'm talking about, what is this conscious styling about, sustainable styling about, Sara? You see what I'm talking about on my outfits, on my client's outfits. So that's why I constantly post, you know, my client's final result. You know, in the end of the, of the styling session, we, I kindly ask you know, them to just take some pictures if I don't have a professional photo shoot, because some of those like the idea of having me and take, you know, professional pictures, you know, yeah. for branding, for themselves, for the weight, for rep, whatever. Yeah. I love so, that. I want more women to go out there and take a, get photographs of themselves because I think it's so good for their confidence. I know. I know. And we've been talking about that, if you yes. remember. So the thing is, the thing is, I, I want women see and start thinking, Hold a sec, she's not a professional model. She looks great. Yes. You don't have to be, let's stop with that thought. Only perfect, even if word is perfection, but anyway, let's say even only perfect women can do certain things. Like modeling, like showcasing or whatever. If you want to do it, do it with the good help. It could be the stylist, it could be a really nice photographer, you know, it could be a really caring environment. It should be a really caring environment. So education and make people understand through senses, through their eyes, this is possible. It's not just talking about sustainability and being conscious. It's seeing the results, being concrete. And you were talking at the beginning about well-being as well and how you know, our clothes and how, what we wear reflects our mood, really, doesn't it? Not. So how Absolutely. do you get women to kind of not be scared to express their, their real personalities? So, um, as I said, when I start uh, working with a new client, the, the first impact, it's, it's an impact. Don't make me wrong. It could be quite, um, how to say, uh, a quite... Um, strong impact because I bring a completely different mindset. So if you have been through the same attitude and same mindset for 30 years, meeting the Italian stylist could be a little bit, oh my God, what she's doing. Yeah. You know? And wardrobe, any wardrobe is quite delicate. It's a quite delicate, it's a quite intimate, you know, place. Yeah. Because there's a lot in that. Feelings, emotions, thoughts, blah, blah, negativity, majority of the time, blah, blah, blah. So it's really hard. It could be hard. But what I kindly ask all my clients is trust the process. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I kindly ask. You are not, they, are, they don't trust themselves at the beginning. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. They don't trust themselves. Otherwise, they couldn't come in. They yeah, exactly. Come they wouldn't find you. Yeah. You know? They don't trust themselves. But if I, uh, you booked me, you paid for the service, trust me, trust, you know, you paid. So you spent money, time and energy. So trust me and trust the process. Yeah. And that's it. And what are the kind of, because obviously you do see into people's wardrobes and I'm guessing, is there a kind of common theme that, that women in midlife kind of are sticking to in their patterns and, and are reluctant to change? 
So women in midlife, they think they can't wear colors. <laughs> no way. So they turn themselves, even if they don't like it, and that's quite funny because you see that they're like, oh my God, now I'm a midlife woman, serious, I put on weight, I can't wear red. Sarah, I can't. It's like, who told you that you can't wear red? Just because you are in your 60s, eight? Yeah. And they say, I love red. I love it. <laughs> I love a red lipstick. I used red, uh, to use, you know, to wear red lipstick all the time, but now I can't. Who told you? Yeah, who made these rules? All these rules, they come from, honestly, with you, the majority of the time, from nowhere. It, they come from themselves. They come from, okay, now I should be serious. I'm in menopause. I can't do what I used to do because it's not fair. It's not right. So it's all about breaking down breaking down and trying to realize who told you that, why you think that, why you overthinking the majority of the time. Yeah. Why do you do that to you? Yeah. Like red, you should actually wear it with passion and, and the, the, the power, you know, comes from deep inside. Yeah. Yeah. And you will fly and people will look at you and say, Look at that butterfly. <laughs> but don't you think that that's the thing, the fear of other people's judgment? Because oh, yeah. in the past, particularly women, you know, I've seen it on social media, women are very judgmental of other women. Oh, yeah. And have opinions. And I think that comes out of, this, yeah. out of their own fears of age. Absolutely. And look. Absolutely. And it's that fear of putting themselves out there in a bright red dress. Absolutely. about what somebody else will think, isn't it? Uh, you know what? What makes me really sad when I... When I hear something like, if I wear red or whatever, mm. certain color, certain style or whatever, people are not taking me seriously, especially in the workspace, right? Mm. If I don't stick into that kind of dress code made by who knows who, you know what? People are going to say, oh, well, she's superficial. Oh, yeah, she's into fashion. No, uh, all of that. So she's not professional anymore. That's unbelievable. We are in 2022 and still women first, and men, of course, but let's say women first, they still stick on these kind of ideas and mentality. Yeah. And I'm sure you have seen massive transformations where women have started incorporating colour into their wardrobe and are loving it, and then you see them really blossom. Absolutely, especially in corporate world. Thank you for yeah for that. It's uh, white, black, you know, and grey, beige in summer, spring, yeah. summer. You know, if you're lucky, if the environment allows you know you to be a little bit brighter, let me say. But the majority of the time. Women, but also men, let's be honest, but talking about women, they don't like it. They feel like restricted. They feel like sad, I want to say, but I had to do it. So the really interesting moment in when they from corporate, especially after lockdown, how many women left? Yes. No for me anymore. Game is over. Yeah. I don't want to 
be part of this game. Yeah. And they started, exactly. And they started, thanks God for them, a completely new life. They had a life change, a career change. And they come to me and say, so Sarah, what next now? Because even if I didn't like that dress code, it was safe. It was a uniform. I didn't have to think of anything in the morning, you know, blazer, trousers, shirt. That's it. Over and over. 25 years. Yeah. Now I can express myself. I'm my boss. I'm my own boss, you know. How can I do that? So really, fashion and clothes can really be empowering, can't they? Oh, my God. It can be empowering. Absolutely. What's the process of, of, so when a woman's got their their wardrobe sorted out and you've helped them and supported them and they've created their kind of capsule wardrobe, how do they move forward then to keep that sustainable theme in their wardrobe? What's the kind of process there? So the process comes from uh, helping them putting a system in place in their wardrobe. So 99% of the time, you open your wardrobe, you don't have any clue. I mean, that's why you stick on wearing the same pieces, because you know that. And I have noticed that many times I ask questions like, so do you have this and this and this and that? And the answer is, well, let me think. I should have it, but I don't know where. So you can't actually be sustainable and conscious if you don't see, if you don't know first, and if you don't see what you already have. That's why you keep worrying. That's why, sorry, you keep buying. Because you don't remember. So that's why step number two, after the acknowledgement of your body shape and body proportions, step number two is, okay, now we jump into your wardrobe and we try to put a system in place. So when you stand in front of your wardrobe, anytime you open your closet, oh, now I own it. I want this, this, and that. Two minutes, game over. That's it. Because the more you stand in front of that, the more you start thinking, I don't have nothing to wear. I'm not good enough. Look at that. Oh, my God, the dress was beautiful, 20 kilos ago, but now I can't dress. Blah, blah, blah. We have to avoid all of that especially menopause. That's why I kindly ask my lovely menopause, you know, ladies, plan in advance. Don't put yourself in a situation where emotions are driving you. We have to avoid that. So that's why you have to be concrete, system in place. So I know that this place goes with this and this and this and this and that. Perfect. I'm in the mood of that. Good. Place it down. Two minutes. And it's, it's interesting because I am really quite organised my wardrobe now and it, it's in a good system, but and I'm going through the menopause and sometimes I have huge rushes of anxiety. And if I'm going out somewhere, even though I'm kind of normally quite organised, I will suddenly look at my wardrobe and I'll be, I, I don't know. What next? I know, I know. Ambitious. Yeah, I know. So I can see how that forward planning is really I important. know, absolutely. And we do that with a lot, you know, in our, in our lives. We try actually as women, you know, to be quite... Okay, I have to organize this, I have to organize that, I have to organize this, because we like that. We feel more secure, you know, when we face a specific situation. Why shouldn't we do it with our wardrobe? Sorry, it's not a priority. Really? Yeah. It is. Yeah, Yeah, it would help avoid a lot of stress. Oh, my God, yes. About how we feel. Yeah, I completely get that. 
And obviously it's second hand September, so this subject is kind of even more highlighted, which is an amazing thing this for the whole of the month. But how do you keep that conversation going all year round? How do we encourage people and why is it so important that people become more sustainable? Because it, so, has, it has having a massive global impact, isn't it? On, on the absolutely, industry. absolutely. So thank you for mentioning this amazing campaign run by Oxfam, which is a huge international you know, charity. And um, so I, I'm really close to the, to the main aim. So the main aim, just to summarize it quickly, it's uh, for 30 days in September, Oxfam invites you know, people to buy secondhand as first choice. Right. And I love that. And I tend actually to make secondhand of September with my clients all year, you know. So secondhand, vintage, renting, uh, sharing, swapping, all the set, all the sustainable, you know, and conscious options when it comes to sustainability in fashion. From my personal point of view, they should be choice number one all the time. Yeah. But for some people, they're not. So that's why. Um, getting involved, you know, in campaigns and uh, interviewing, you know, a sustainable personal stylist who can tell you that's not true that secondhand clothes are dirty, they're not cool, uh, all the stigmas and taboos, you know. Uh, so showing you, oh, my God, sorry, you look so trendy. Well, it's 100% secondhand. See, really? I love that. If, I, yes. if, I, if I'm wearing stuff that people comment and I'm like, yes, you know, I put it from a charity shop for 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay, it. so the, this comes from a swap, and I'm not joking. It comes yeah. from a swap and whatever. My trousers, you can't say now, them, but, you know, they come yeah. from a charity shop. And, and I always go, you know, like a pricing list, but it's a sustainable pricing list. This is a swap. This is an exchange. This is the, they look at me like, you're joking. Yes. I mean, of course it's possible. When you get into the charity shop, you have all the trends in that. Yeah. And that's the other thing, though, that, that key word there that you just said, trends. Do we need to follow trends? Trends. Yeah, do we need to follow trends, trends or can we just ditch the trends and do our own thing? Yes, please. Yes. Start doing your own thing. Do it for me if you don't want to yes. do it. <laughs> Stop following these crazy trends. But going back to how can we be more sustainable to your previous, you know, yeah. um, question. Um, how can we be? We want to be trendy because, Sarah, I want to be a sustainable, trendy consumer. Perfect. Go and find your trends, you know, into charity shop, into vintage. They're super trendy. You find actually all the season. I mean, three years a season, collection from Zara, from whatever. You know, so you find them in charity shop, so you can be trendy. You don't um, break your bank actually because you're not spending so much money. You are still wearing your clothes and up, up, upload, you know, something trendier yeah. from charity shops. And they are so much more. I mean, I've noticed such a big difference in the last 10 years in charity shops. They are so much more organized now. Oh my God. Everything's yeah. color coordinated. It's it's like going into a normal yeah. fashion boutique, yeah. Um, but just you are being more sustainable and more conscious about it. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and going back to kind of other rules that you've seen in, in, in women's wardrobe, other patterns, you mentioned colour. Are there other things that, that kind of stand out to you? 
I love that. So colors, patterns. Um, if I look back, when I moved to London, I was really Italian, really matchy-matchy. And I love that, right? It was me almost six years ago. Being living here, oh, now my style, it's completely different. I love mixing and matching fashion patterns. I love colors. And when my clients, you know, see me and say, okay, so it's possible wearing polka dots with flowers. Yes. <laughs> yes, but you might find a kind of underlying meaning to balance, you know, your, your full and final uh, outfit. You can wear anything you want. This is my, you know, idea right now. You can wear anything you want, but first of all, you might actually own it and not the other way around. You own what you wear. You own the pattern. You own that color. And you walk like, look at me. I'm owning it. It's not the other way around. It's not fashion or my wardrobe, you know, jumping into my life. And I feel like the pressure of fashion. No, it's the other way around. And with patterns, it's a lot. There's a lot in that. But according to your body shape, you, sh- you can pick the right patterns. I used to be scared of wearing patterns. I must admit, in some of my 40s, I, I completely avoided wearing patterns. And now I wear a lot of patterns. I'm yeah. wearing black today, ironically, but I do normally wear really Absolutely. And it makes yeah. such a big difference to your mood. Absolutely. When curvy ladies, they come to me and say, Sarah, I'm curvy, I can't wear patterns. Again, who told you that? Yeah. Well, if you look at the blogs and uh, really not fair and not conscious, you know, idea, they say that if you're curvy, you should go for this and this and this and that. If you're curvy, you can wear anything according to your personality, needs, priority, and of course, proportions. And you can go for big if you want, smartly. Yeah, yeah. I see. It's about, like you say, education, isn't it? And really, really looking all about that. wardrobe with fresh eyes. What kind of top three tips would you give someone starting that feels really overwhelmed, that hasn't got the confidence yet to book a stylist, but that's kind of the process that they have to go through before they get to you? What, what tips would you give people when they're kind of feeling overwhelmed with their wardrobe? So number one, start thinking, um, I don't really need anything. I mean, everything they say I might need. If you scroll, you know, on Instagram, on any of the platforms, we should actually buy constantly stuff, constantly, because we get, you know, all of these adverts and all of that. I'm sorry, ladies, but that's marketing. And those are businesses and they have to sell. (laughs) Fair enough. They have to make you think, I need it. Do you really need it? So that's number one. Ask yourself, oh, that's a beautiful blazer. Well, I have 20 blazers. Do I need blazer number 21? Secondly, I would say, um, again, you are not a size. I'm sorry to destroy this amazing. (laughs) Not a number. You're not. You're much more, thanks God. A lot more. So try to stop focusing too much on that. I used to be that size. I should go back to that size. Otherwise, I'm not enough. I don't feel good. I'm not confident. I'm not blah, 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 blah. 
you're not. And number three, start enjoying it. Fashion is power, is confidence, is colors. It, fashion should help us, not put us down. If that's the purpose, that's a toxic relationship. And fashion wouldn't be something toxic. We deal with so much in our life. Clothes, no way. They should actually lift our mood and make us feel better. If they don't do that, I'm sorry. No, it's not me. I don't want you in my life. I have enough. It's like that, and I can't remember her name. I'm having a menopausal moment. You know, the Japanese lady that did a lot about if things don't bring you joy in your home, oh, yeah, keep them. <clears throat> um, it's like that, isn't it? Because if yeah. things don't make you feel good when you're wearing them, why have you got them in your wardrobe? Exactly. Yeah. So, why? And so, if someone told me, you know what, Sarah, I'm happy with that, I'm happy with buying and piling stuff and keep wearing 20 items out of that. Okay, I haven't seen one happy behaving like that so far. Maybe I, I was not lucky. <laughs> I haven't been lucky. But if they were but, happy, they wouldn't use you, would they? They wouldn't. They wouldn't come to you if they were happy. They wouldn't need something that help, would they? Yeah. Even if they don't come to me, talking to them, right? You can see. Oh, I have to buy that. Why you have to buy that? <laughs> Nobody came to your place and said, you should, you have, you must. No. You decide to buy that. You can decide where, how, um, if to buy anything. Nobody faults you. It seems to me that when we get into our 40s and 50s and beyond that, we do have that kind of time where we can really start questioning everything again. Mm. And, you know, there is so much influence on social media, and I see it all the time. And even people that I would say that they promote apparently sustainable fashion they're still wearing a new outfit every day but it's about questioning it all isn't it and that's hard let's be honest i'm getting there you know midlife myself yeah. so oh my god where i'm going this and this and that yeah. <laughs> and how are you feeling that because i do know that you've got your 40th coming up soon so how are you feeling about approaching midlife what is your attitude where i'm going yeah. <laughs> Is this the right path? Am I doing right? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, of course. And menopause and this and that. And um, do I still like myself? Do I still like what I do? Yes, thanks God. But yeah, a lot of questioning, of course. And women do tend to do that. For men, it's easier. I don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> They don't talk it. That's fine. Well, but no, I don't talk about that. It's not important. Okay. Fair enough. It's interesting because when I was little, I used to like nothing more when I was like really young, playing in a dressing up box. I would spend hours in a dressing up box. That was my kind of thing. I loved it. And it seems to me we, we go through life and, and we lose that yeah. excitement about yeah. how clothes makers feel, don't we? Yeah, and it's about getting that back. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why tip number one, but I would have said tip number one, tip, tip number two, tip number three and four, blah, 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 have fun. Yeah, yeah 
try to get, you know, again, back to that kind of, oh my God, I'm wearing this dress. I love it. <laughs> so going back to this kind of second half of September, have you got any kind of favourite places that you go to to shop to look for bargains that people might want to go and check out or is it all top secret you don't want to share it <laughs> well i shouldn't actually share it because it's part of my business bring my clients you know to charity okay. shop but the thing is i'll tell you the area the areas okay yeah. go to richmond go to wimbledon go to fulham and chelsea and i haven't said anything else right. so seriously okay. um those areas uh my area right i, I live in fulham so and I've been working, living here since I moved. So I have really good connections, you know, with managers. And I used to be a manager of charity shop myself when I moved to London. So I'm still in touch, you know, with those lovely people. So um, the areas, yeah, definitely. Notting Hill is a good area as well. Oxfam now, the old Oxfam, you know, charity shops, all of London and UK, they're running amazing, you know, bargain and amazing. And they're uh, online as well. They are online. They have yeah. a really, really good, you know, um, how to say, place online as well. Yeah. They are huge, so they can do that. They can spend yeah. a lot of marketing, you know, and in communication and marketing. So, well done. Um, I like Trinity Hospital as well. They have amazing stuff. Octavia, well, you know what? You can find good deal almost everywhere. Uh, as you mentioned, now they've been through a better layout, thanks God, because when I moved to London, it was like, oh my God, that's too much. And I have a lot of clients say, Sarah, please, church shops are beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you, but I can't stand them. It's they're too messy, uh, confusing. I mean, I can't. So that's why you have to understand if you have a place i mean a, a system in place of your wardrobe your mind when you go shopping you say oh hold sec i know that i need this and this and this and that to match this and this and this and that and then you go straight you don't need to go through any embrosing you know no you go straight to the point so that's why it's extremely important developing and putting a system in your mind comes to your styling needs. Is there an optimum kind of number of outfits that, that you should aim for in a wardrobe? Is there a kind of common number that... that... Not really, Rachel, not really. I mean, even when it comes to a capsule, I mean, a capsule, I've seen tiny capsule, 20 items, that's it. I've seen actually a capsule with 100 pieces. Hmm. How can it be a capsule? Well, capsule, I know that for... Generally speaking, people think it should be small. But if you had, I would add something like, it should be more than small, it should be ready for you. So I rather prefer helping you to put a system in place, a capsule wardrobe with 100 items, if you wear all of them, more than no should stick on 20 items. And then you, you are unhappy, you feel bored, you don't like them in the end, and it's all about the same, the same. So you know what I mean? It's really dependent on your personality because for some bubbling, you know, personalities, it's more important, you know, this kind of changing. Yeah. But always starting from, are you wearing all of them? Yes. Perfect. 
Because obviously some days we're in a really bubbly, lively mood. Some days we want to be a bit quieter. Exactly. And whatever we, exactly. Whatever we wake up in has to match the outfit that we're wearing. It's all about owning, owning your wardrobe, not the other way around. When you feel all of the place, it's because you don't own it. It's Actually, it's, I mean, it's like that in any situations, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you don't own it, you feel a little bit, oh, my God, what is going on? And feelings and emotions and thoughts and blah, blah, blah. No. You have just to be a little bit more balanced. Can you sew? So are you a seamstress as well? Do you, own, do you do your own alterations and things or do you go and take them somewhere else? Both. It depends. If it's something small, I'm happy to do it myself. If it's something big, no. I love, you know, tailors. I mean, tailors yeah. are amazing people. Yeah. We need to use that because that was kind of, I remember my grandma was a seamstress and oh my God, remember people used to just make their own things and we got out of the habit of getting things altered, didn't we? And oh if our my bodies God. are changing, we could still get the clothes altered. Oh, my God. When I bring some of my clients, you know, because the other thing I usually say, if you can't wear it before bringing it to a charity shop, because when it comes to charity shop, it's where the clothes they, they can't actually sell, where they go. Yes. And the majority of the time is landfill. So we should actually find other options, you know, sustainable options before going to charity shop. Even if charity shop and get a lot of money, you know, and they can leave thanks to the donations and selling. I'm not saying stop going, but at least acknowledge that you can have some other options before that. And going to a tailored, it's one of those, you know, you go, you bring your jacket, it's too small and they make coats. <laughs> And you say, how does it come? Well, that's it. I love that. Something I need to do a bit more of. And I love having dinner parties because whenever my friends come over for dinner, they always come into my wardrobe and take something back with them that I don't want anymore. And I love that. I want to be one of your friends. <laughs> well, I want to come shopping with you in London. So Invite me to one of your dinner parties, please, mate. I will behave. <laughs> don't get all of the place because ah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to come shopping with you. That's what I want oh, to do. Oh please, yeah. I would love Thank to you so that. much. So, if there if there's kind of one leaving message you would like to leave, ladies, when it comes to it, what would it be? Well, um, as I said, I'm so pleased when I can help any anyone, you know, and uh, feel and look better. So this is the point. You don't have to look better. Yeah. Feel better first. Yeah. Then everything is going to be wow. And then you will get that wow moment constantly. But try to keep from the inside first. I love that. And it is all about that connection with ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. There's so much talk and so much pressure on our appearances on social media. Oh my God. It's actually how we are feeling, and that's the most important Nobody asked us. But everybody asks to look younger, thinner, sexier, whatever. So being outside, outside. But my process is inside out. I try to help, you know, my lovely ladies to go this way, yeah. inside out. Love it. Thank you so much. It's a subject that I'm passionate about as well, and I love what you're doing. And how can people find you? Where's the best place for them to come and find out more about your work? So I'm quite active on Instagram. So find me under Seema Stylist London. 
and then LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, these are my main, you know, platforms. So feel free to get in touch with me. Um, LinkedIn is Sari Ibrahim. Yes, I shall uh, shall put your links in the show notes. And my yes, last please. question that I ask all my guests, because I really want to encourage women to be more kind of kind to themselves. So if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? <gasps> Compliments. Uh, keep going, Sarah. And trust yourself. <laughs> Trust yourself. That's the biggie. Yes. You're doing amazing stuff. So thank you so much. I'm so glad we've connected. I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you found that interview with Sarah useful and food for thought. And I love that idea of really questioning, do you need it? And also questioning where all these kind of negative narratives about how we look and how we dress as we get older has come from. Um, so don't just accept things don't accept those rules that would be kind of forced on us over generations and really have a think about where that where that narrative comes from Uh, because once you start thinking about it and questioning it it gets much easier to see it for what it is that actually you don't have to stick to any rules you can ditch them all and just be yourself and embrace that but do you really need it it's something that's really important and I think it's something that I'm very conscious of I am an influencer and I do I am involved in marketing but I am very careful about what I choose to to promote and, and the amount of the quantity of clothes that, that I will buy new or accept because it's really important we all have a part to play in this and you know I'm going on holiday next week and I have consciously not bought new clothes this year because you know I hardly ever wear my summer beach clothes so I, I will be posting lots of lovely photos from Bali and um, from from Singapore and you will be seeing clothes that I have worn several times before um, because I am not life is not about showing you everything brand spanking new it's about showing you life and life as it how it is and that's not having something new to to post every single day so that's my thoughts on it and I will be enjoying my time there so have a great week I will be back in a fortnight and um yeah keep being fabulous bye for now thank you for listening to the out of the bubble podcast I hope it's left you feeling inspired If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group, where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram at rachelperunron. I'd love to know how you intend, or how you are already, stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.